0: Welcome to the Tide Talk Podcast, and now a word from our sponsors. What's up, guys? Stacy Blackwood with the Tide Talk Podcast. we got a special episode today, previewing the SEC with Michael Beard and John Hammonds. We hope you all enjoy it. All right, we're glad to be joined by uh, Michael Beard and John Hammonds. Uh, Michael's at The Bracket Guy on Twitter. Make sure you give him a follow, and John is at SEC Sports Talk CF. Uh, we're excited to have them on. Guys, we appreciate y'all being on. I appreciate, it. appreciate it man uh it's an honor to uh be on here and uh talk some sec with you guys yeah you know we we're, we love the sec obviously we are we're a podcast dedicated to alabama athletics but uh but we love the sec we love talking about college football and college basketball and uh we're glad to have somebody to share that with and uh we look forward to the conversation and, and, you know, diving on into it. We kind of – we know both of y'all are Kentucky guys. So, uh, you know, with losing Josh Allen and, and uh, Benny Snell, obviously those are two big losses for Kentucky. And uh, just kind of what your thoughts are on heading into the 2019 season and where they could be. I know a lot of people are counting them out. I'd just like to see what y'all think uh, they could do this season. Um, I
1: think uh, – you know, the losses to from, you know, Benny Snell and Josh Allen, it, especially Josh Allen, it, it's going to hurt. There's nobody in college football that would replace Josh Allen. He was just that much of a, a monster there on the edge. And, uh, I mean, he could even cover the field. So, And that's what the Jaguars plan on using him for as well. But um, I, I think we've got some young guys that uh, a lot of people don't know of just because, you know, they've been playing behind – Benny Snell and Josh Allen, like uh, like Jordan Wright uh, on the right there on the edge. He he was a freshman last year. He got he got some snaps, but uh, he he's showing some promise. And um, AJ AJ Rose and Cavosi Smoke and Chris Rodriguez there at the the running back. This is a hot take, and most people probably wouldn't agree with me. But at at the running back position, we probably have more talent. And the guys fit our offense more than Benny Snell did whenever he was there. You know, we had to hand the rock off to him. We couldn't run Eddie Grand's offense. We couldn't uh what what he brought in from Cincinnati, you know, all those yards in the air and um a lot of points. It's just it, it was just hard to do that with Benny Snell and we, we had to we had to give him the rock a whole lot. So I, I think you guys the whole nation will see uh, more of what our offense is about this season, and Terry Wilson, uh, he's going to have to uh, take a big leap. And um, I, I believe in him. The coaches believe in him. Obviously, they've said in the off season we're we're going we could pass the ball anywhere between thirty and forty times, which is it's kind of uh, alarming, <laughs> given the fact <laughs> given the fact that the year that Terry Wilson had last year, but uh, there he he wasn't able to. Uh, instill that much confidence in themselves because he, he was given a, a short leash last year just because, you know, it, it was his first year in uh, Division One playing or starting. And it was uh, on top of that, he was playing in the SEC. So uh, right. he's playing against all these top-notch guys. So we'll, we'll see what they're about. Um, I don't know if I'm as high on Kentucky as some uh, Kentucky fans are. But uh I do believe they, they've got a lot of potential and they, they still got that same chip on their shoulder as they did last year. Um feel like they're getting disrespected and you know, understandably so. They just had a, a ten win season last season. So um we'll we'll see what they're what they're made of this season.
2: John, you wanna weigh in? I'll just reiterate what he said. I, I feel like that they'll be they'll be competitive. I, I think they'll win nine games and that's <laughs> That's a hot take, but mm. I just think there's so much talent that they brought back. I mean, a lot of people look at Snell and they look at Josh, but a lot of them guys on defense played a lot of snaps. And the main concern that I have is the secondary. I've been – especially when it sounds Devontae Robson got hurt, but I believe we got a couple young guys that can be in the mix for that position. And I feel like our best – our best position, in my opinion, is offensive line and defensive line. At defensive line, we got some bruisers in Bohannon, and you got uh, I'm trying to think. My mind's left me, but we got we got a few uh, <laughs> we got a few bruisers in the front line, and I just we got a lot of depth too at linebacker and at defensive line, and I just think we're going to do more than what people's letting on this year. You know, I want to kind of add on, you know, a lot of people
0: don't recognize, especially, you know, nationally, the, the job that Mark Stoops has done in recruiting at Kentucky. And y'all guys, y'all, y'all mentioned it along the offensive and defensive line. And, uh, you know, you've seen a lot of good playmakers come on the defensive line. And for Kentucky, obviously Josh Allen on the outside. But, uh, but I, I agree with you. I, I think that there's more talent there than what probably most of the people in the country think. Yeah. And and, and also looking at their schedule, I I see six automatic. I I hate to say automatic because nothing's automatic, but I see six automatic wins, you know, in my opinion. And so I I think it's it's very possible they could get to nine wins uh, just looking at that schedule. But uh, I did want to get y'all's opinion on Kentucky. I know you're all Kentucky guys, so I I, I wanted to throw that out there for y'all. But, you know, kind of a Jake. Jake had a a question that he wanted to shoot out there to y'all. So, Jake, don't you go ahead.
3: All right, um, hey, guys. Um, my question for y'all is, uh, y'all can answer this separately. Um, what is What do you think Florida has to do this year if they want to pull an upset against Georgia and win the East?
2: I think, I think Franks has to be better. I, yeah. I, I feel like the offensive line has to be better because last year, if you noticed, or it was early in the year, that Franks had a really bad game against Kentucky, and he – In the last four games, he looked like an All-American. I mean, it's just the consistency with Franks, in my opinion, because I believe the defense would be loaded in the secondary. And they lost a lot up front on the defensive line, but I believe with the transfer from Louisville Greenard, I -hmm. think he'll fit right in on defensive. I believe he's an edge rusher, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I believe he he could fit right in. It ain't easy replacing NFL-type stars on a defense, but – they Already got it set in the secondary. It's just a matter of can they sustain the offensive line? Because last year it was just it was pitiful in the first couple of games, in the first few weeks of the season. And yeah. that's that's just my feel on Florida because I believe it had come down to Florida and Georgia for the title. But in order for Florida to beat Georgia, I think they got to have better offensive line protection.
1: SEC East title, he's you <laughs> know.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, we we yeah. got that. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as me, um, to for Florida to knock off Georgia, um, I feel like they're they're going to need to win that game at LSU. And I know that's a, a lot to ask of, but uh, you know they're they're going to need all the confidence that they can get. You know, Georgia's loaded. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you guys know that. I mean, right? Uh, yeah like like you said Felipe Franks has to be more consistent uh, has to be a lot better ha- like the last four games uh but um you know their defense is loaded um they got CJ Henderson and Marco Wilson Marco Wilson a lot of people forgot about him in 2017 he was a freshman and he I think he was the first Florida uh cornerback to start as a true freshman uh he started eleven or twelve games. I'm pretty sure. Wow. Yeah. But uh, last year he uh, he got hurt in the Kentucky game, and it was a season in- season-ending injury. So I'm I'm interested to see how he comes back from that, uh, how strong he is um, with that. And uh, also you got J- uh, Jabari Zaniga and uh, Jonathan Greenard, like he said on the edge there. So uh, you know they've got talent And David Reese at linebacker, but um, like I said, they they needed to come in undefeated whenever they play Georgia there on a November 2nd. And, and I think the biggest game for them to win would be at LSU. I think they'll beat Auburn personally at home. Uh, and I don't think they'll have a problem with Tennessee or uh, Kentucky, but um, uh, they, they need all the confidence that they can get. They'll, they'll be ready to play. and um, it, It's at home, right? They play Georgia at home. Uh, it's J- Jacksonville, Jacksonville. Oh, it's in Jacksonville, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so, it neutral site game. Heck, anything can happen, so. Right.
0: You know, in Florida, they kind of get everything started when they play Miami uh, August 24th. That's that's not far at all, so. No. Obviously, that's that's some, something to look forward to. But I agree with y'all. You know, y'all both touched on it. The offensive line is, is going to be the biggest factor to me, along with Felipe Franks, and I think that kind of goes hand in hand.
2: Yeah.
0: If, if I think if they – Protect Felipe Franks with well, Dan Mullen as the head coach. I think he can coach the quarterbacks up, and I think Felipe Franks can play well as long as he's is protected. And uh, that's kind of going to be what it comes down to, in my opinion.
2: Mm-hmm. And I would do that. You know, I noticed there was a stat in 2017 from 2018 how amazing Franks was uh, progression wise. Like his his in 2017, he just wouldn't that type that I feel confident quarterback. But from there to 2018, you could see a difference in how Mullen fixed him. He just – he he was a different type of quarterback late in the year.
0: Oh, yeah, Dan Mullen, he does a great job with the quarterbacks. Obviously, we've seen that with, with Dak Prescott and and uh, then a little bit of Nick Fitzgerald. So, uh, he, he definitely knows how to coach the quarterbacks up.
1: Yeah, he, he had – Nick Fitzgerald had his best year with – best years with – uh Dan Mullen he he looked kind of lost last year. Yeah, I, I agree with you.
0: Uh and I know uh, I know Jake uh, wanted to ask about uh Texas A&M uh if if maybe they could take over, you know, the kind of being the second best team in the west behind Alabama overtaking LSU, kind of what's your thoughts between those, you know, those two teams and where each of those teams stand this season?
1: Um
0: I think that they can.
1: Uh, whether they will or not I, that's that'll be remain- that's something that's uh remain to be seen um you know they've got that game at Clemson which you know that don't count the s e c but um uh, you know that could be a a a morale booster or a, you know a bummer right. so, um but you know they've got after that they've got auburn um at home they can beat auburn at home um auburn's I don't feel like Auburn's as good this year as, you know, they have been year, years past. Uh, then they've got Arkansas, um, Alabama, that's a loss. But <laughs> uh, I've got uh, Texas A&M going five and three in the in the conference this, this year. But um, I, I don't think that this will be the year that Texas A&M jumps the two. I think maybe next year you give uh, – you give Jimbo an extra year to instill his culture and uh, build his players and recruit. So, um, yeah, that's what that's what I got for Texas A&M. Mm-hmm.
2: I feel like that they're really going to miss Travion Williams. I, I, I mean, and they lost their center for last year too. I just <laughs> think it's going to be a it's going to be an uphill climb, especially like Michael said with the schedule, because you play Clemson. Texas A and M, I mean Alabama, which is at home, which is at home, but Alabama just—if I remember correctly—last time Alabama went down there, they they almost beat them. And that's a really hard place to play. And it's just—I think Mon has a lot more to prove, in my opinion. I believe he's a good quarterback. But at the same time, I just think they're going to they're going struggle running the football compared to what they did last. Year. But but it's not. It's it's hard to lose a running back of his caliber to the NFL and have to replace a guy like that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah especially in so early in Jimbo's tenure there at A do right. I do think you know he, Jimbo does a really good job with quarterbacks as well, and uh, you know Kellen Mond is you know he's talented, but it's I, I'm with you. I think it still remains to be seen you know what what kind of player he can be. I think he has the tools to be really good, but I think this is kind of his season to to prove what he really is. And it's it's going to be tough, like y'all mentioned, against that schedule. That's that's Murder's Row. They, they, they've
1: got Alabama, Georgia, LSU,
0: Clemson. I mean, it's, that's the, that's rough.
1: Yeah, oh. that, that's that's probably the second hardest schedule in the country, right behind South Carolina, yeah. which is brutal. Oh, it's
0: terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. bad. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, uh, I know y'all. Uh, before we move on, uh, but uh, as far as LSU is concerned, um, what do you think of Joe Burrow, and and what what are y'all thoughts on Ed Orgeron? <laughs> Ed Orgeron, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, okay, starting with Joe Burrow. Um, I I don't feel like we've gotten to see the best of Joe Burrow yet. Um. I, they they're, they're going to be transitioning to a RPO offense this season and uh he said that that's uh what that's the offense that he's used to and he's ran it since he was like 13 years old you know he ran it through high school and all that so we'll get to see uh you know he he's the one that said it so that's he said that's what I'm used to so obviously i guess we're going to get to see the real Joe Burrow this year um you know, last year's last year he showed flashes, but I mean he wasn't the best. LSU, if they're gonna take that leap, they're gonna need to um use those guys that they've got. They're I mean, as far as playmakers, you know, they've had Odell Beckham and they've had Jarvis Landry, these guys, but they didn't necessarily perform up to par in college. You know, they they've obviously had these great NFL seasons, but you know they got to get they they've got to get the ball in these guys hands and uh you know with the offense that they've been running in years past it's just not getting the job done you know obviously they they've always been known for the defense but Bruh. um Ed Orgeron uh, I don't know um I, I like his personality
0: <laughs> yeah he's funny
1: <laughs> yeah um I don't know. Ask me at the end of the year. I I think he's done an okay job. Yeah. I would Yeah. Yeah. I think he's done. Okay. Um, You know, they went, um, they went 10 and three last year. They lost uh, Florida, Alabama and Texas A&M. So, um, you know, those are, you know, those are games that are, I guess, toss up games and games that you're supposed to lose. But, uh, he definitely needs to uh hit his stride especially under that program at l s u with such high expectations
0: yeah the the talent down there i mean they're they're so talented that it's i mean it's almost impossible not to get you know nine wins down there so uh yeah. like you said, that's why it's just been an okay job you know when you're at l s u and you got the kind of talent they have you know maybe you got to you got to win a couple of those games that you're probably not supposed to, to win. So, and I think that's what right. the LSU fans are looking for. And I'm kind of with you on on Ed Orgeron. Kind of wait and see what happens this season to kind of right. give a verdict on him.
2: Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, last year didn't LSU didn't even score against Alabama. No, it's thirty nine to nothing. I believe was the final. Twenty nine nothing. Yeah, twenty nine nothing. Yeah. yeah. And they pretty much had the same defense coming back. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty
3: much. Um I got another question for you guys. Um uh over under 8 wins for Missouri this year with the uh, you know with the new quarterback and everything. Uh
1: well I I heard today that Kelly Bryant got hurt during practice. So <laughs> um with a hamstring. So um I guess we'll wait and see if he's playing uh week 1. Mm-hmm. Um so but uh, well, who do they have week one? Wyoming. 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 They should win that game. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I, I have them
1: at uh, nine wins. Okay. Uh, I, I've got them at nine and three and going five and three in the SEC. So uh, yeah, I'm
0: I'm on the over for Missouri.
1: Okay.
3: All
0: right. What do you think, John?
1: Lose John. Johnny Boy. <laughs> Hello.
2: Can you hear us? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. No, I said uh I said over because if you look at their schedule, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a not a far fetched situation there where they could go eight and okay. If you just if you look at the schedule starting out from top to bottom. I mean, they got, what, Wyoming, and they play West Virginia. They play uh, – I don't even know S- the schedule. South, Southeast Missouri Southeast State. State. Southeast Missouri State. I mean, look at the schedule, and you could see why I'm – I've been high on Missouri pretty much all summer. I mean, in the offense, I feel like that it's going to be a more of a run style offense because of how Bryant likes to use his legs. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know, Missouri's. I feel like Missouri's going to be the sleeper in the conference, in my opinion. Yeah,
0: okay. like, like you said, they really don't face a tough team until, you know, late October, early November, when they, you know, pl- they play at Kentucky, October twenty sixth. Then they have a uh, a week off. It looks like, and then they play uh, at Georgia, November ninth. So, you know, they they don't really have a tough schedule until late October, early November.
1: Yeah. And, you know, they've got Kelly Bryant. You know, he's he's a pretty decent quarterback to replace with uh, Drew Locke. <laughs> I mean, it's not his fault that he got benched for Trevor Lawrence, right. arguably, arguably the best quarterback in the country. Right. Arguably, I said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, – yeah, I, I like – like you said, I like their schedule. You know, I have them actually starting out uh, 7-0 and and uh, losing at Kentucky and then uh, eventually going on to beat Tennessee and Arkansas, putting them at nine wins. Okay. All right.
0: Yeah, that's very doable
1: for them.
3: Definitely. Um, my last question for you, fellas, um, how many SEC schools do y'all see getting bowl eligible this, this year and who gets left out?
1: I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? Cut out on me. Yeah. Um, how many
3: SEC schools uh, get bowl eligible this year, and who's the ones that get left out? Of course, we all know Ole Miss is going messy because of the the you know the uh, ban and all that.
1: Right. I have um, I have Florida making a bowl, Georgia making a bowl, uh, Kentucky, Missouri, Alabama.
2: Um, Missouri's awesome. on a bowl band right now. Oh
1: yeah, Missouri.
2: Missouri's on a bowl band. Missouri's on a bowl band, but Ole Miss it but Ole Miss can go to a bowl. It was okay. it was posted today, I believe. That old hmm. I, I must reading. have missed that. Yeah, I, was, they too. I was reading on the uh, article that Ole Miss can go to a bowl this year.
1: Oh hmm. I, I forgot about Missouri's bowl band. Hopefully that lifted for
2: them. I'm we're they're hoping the hearing to be soon but yeah. I feel we got Missouri in a bowl game, though.
1: Mm-hmm. But, uh, mm-hmm. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine teams in the SEC making a bowl this year. And I mm-hmm. have, I've got South Carolina, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, um, Ole Miss, Arkansas and Texas AM missing not not Texas AM, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, was, all of those missing out on the ball. Okay.
2: I got uh the only ones I got missing out are Arkansas and Ole Miss and uh well and I I've been kinda hesitant about Tennessee. I feel like Tennessee can get six, seven wins. It just all depends on the offensive line, which I think Tennessee, under Cheney, I believe if if they can neutralize that offensive line and give Jar- JG some time to throw the football, I believe oh, this is a really good offense because they got the weapons. Yeah, we right. got we got Callaway Palmer, and you add um, in the backfield you got Ty Chandler and Tim Jordan. I mean, you got a really good offense behind you. But it all depends on an offensive line. If you ain't got an offensive line, you ain't gonna do nothing, anyways. Right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and and you know you know, Jeremy Pruitt's gonna, you know, continue to improve that defense as well. So, oh they're, yeah. they're kind of a team to watch out for too. Like John said, if that offensive line can straighten out, then uh, you know, they they could be a, you know a dangerous team to some of these guys that are kind of you know ranked ahead of them in the preseason. But yes, sure. I got
2: to in a bowl for all them ball fans. <laughs> <laughs> Ball fans
0: probably hate me. <laughs> I, 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 I'm
2: sure. I, I
1: I'm sure
0: the ball fans though. don't like us either. <laughs> I, I don't care though. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I don't lose no sleep over it. No. <laughs> hey, so so before we let y'all go, you know, we do want to get y'all's uh, y'all's prediction for the East and the West champions, and then eventually who who goes on and, and wins the SEC championship this season.
2: I got Georgia in the east and Alabama in the west. And I was telling him earlier, I've been off and on with this pick. But I'm going with it. I'm, I'm sticking with it. I got Georgia over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> come on. I just, I just really like it. It's from here. I feel like he'll finally get it done. I mean, don't get me wrong. The fake punt. And then, I mean, there's – there's are certain areas there where a lot of that's not from fault. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it's coaching. And uh, and when it comes down to it, Kirby cannot out which I don't know. Kirby's just a he's young I mean, what is he been there three years? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he has been there a little bit longer. I mean, it's it's teacher versus pupil type thing. Yeah. And, I, and I feel like that this year that Georgia get it done, but that's just my opinion.
1: John I, I pictured you as a uh, Like Lee Corso right then Yes just putting, putting on the bulldog gear, it. Yeah pulling off <laughs> Picking up the elephant And acting like you're going to put it on And then tossing it away
2: I'm a big Alabama supporter I, I think Tua is one of the best quarterbacks In the country but I just feel like it's Georgia's year I feel like they'll finally get that win That has ballooned them the last two Three years
0: they, hey, they just better hope they don't have to play our backup quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, who I, is I, backup quarterback? Mac Jones. Yeah, Mac Jones. Yeah, <laughs> For, former Kentucky commit. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. will come in late on him. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, hey, but hey, props to to Mark Stoops. He saw him and offered him fairly early yeah. in the recruiting process. So obviously. Uh, Mark did a good job of scouting him, or who, whoever he had scouting, right. uh, Mac Jones. But See, uh, then,
2: then Saban come in, <laughs> right? But right. here's my thing about Saban, and I've said it all summer, is he knows how to recruit and use that depth to his advantage. Like the defensive line, like they had what, a couple guys go pro, right? <laughs> three yep. guys go pro, right? And and. And you add the others back, and he just throws people at you. He knows how to balance his roster, and that's one thing I love about Saban. He can throw people at you, at ever at every corner, and that's and that's something you don't find in a coach very often. Yeah, Bro. you know,
0: uh, you know, and I hate to. We've been fortunate, obviously, the last decade, definitely, to, to kind of witness what we've witnessed as Alabama fans. But uh, the, you know, just from a fan perspective and being a realist, the one thing that does concern me a little bit is is inside linebacker play alongside of Dylan Moses who are we going to have beside him in the 3-4 defense yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, because that's kind of up in the air right now Uh, and then also on the outside you know uh, uh, obviously Yabi Anoma the the former five-star transferred out uh, after being uh, kicked out of school Uh, and you know Terrell Lewis missed the whole season last year Uh, he was banged up the year before that so just the depth at both the outside linebacker and the and the inside linebacker positions. You know, I I like the guys that are, you know, uh in the front line, but the, the outside guys and the inside guys, the depth there I I don't wanna say concerns me, but you know, it is something to watch out for if, if a couple of injuries happen. Mm-hmm. Understandably. So I
2: think it Jennings last year where he got hurt. Right. I believe. This is a redemption year for him because, I mean, before he even got hurt, he was he was balling out. I, I believe he had like, what was it, eight or nine tackles in the opener? Game? Was it the opener? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was just absolutely tearing it up. And then all of a sudden, boom, he goes down. And I just feel like, you know, I believe he has a lot to prove this year, in my opinion, Jennings.
0: Yeah, I, I like him a lot, and I like Terrell Lewis a lot, and I like Dylan Moses. But the the, the guy who we don't – they're not sure who's going to start beside Dylan Moses right now. Uh, there's talk of Joshua McMillan and, or maybe even a couple freshmen maybe get to slide in there a little bit. So that's something to watch out for, you know, early on. Obviously, the the, the first couple games, you know, should be, you know, over, you know, by halftime most likely. Right. Uh, but, you know, then they, they play at South Carolina. You know they'll be ready for that game. And it'll be hot at two thirty kickoff there on CBS. So but you know, really the the, the schedule doesn't get, get tough for them till mid October when they go to Texas A and M. So uh you mm-hmm. know, I had would throw a little album talking there, and I couldn't help myself. That's all good. <laughs> uh, I will give you guys
1: um my east and west uh, standings real quick and my winter and all that. Um In the east, I got uh, Georgia finishing first, uh, Florida second, Missouri third, Kentucky fourth, South Carolina fifth, Tennessee sixth, and then Vanderbilt seventh. And in the west, I got uh, Alabama finishing first, LSU second, Texas A&M third, uh, Mississippi State fourth, Auburn fifth, uh, Arkansas sixth, and Ole Miss seventh. Um, and I uh, j- between Georgia and Alabama, I'll, I'm going to stick with Alabama until they give me a reason to pick against them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will add something to this. Mm-hmm. My wild card is Auburn. And i tell you why. is because there's so much talent on that defense. And if mm-hmm. they could ever get the offense straightened out, I don't, whether we know it's Joy Gatewood, whether it's Bo Nicks, but if they could get a resemblance of a passing game, I believe Auburn could be one of those teams that could sneak up in the West. Hey,
0: I'm, I, I hate to say it, but I'm, I'm in agreement with you, Jonathan. Their defense is going to keep them in every ball game. So if they mm-hmm. can establish any type of offense, and that that is a big if, and it's something to factor in. But if they do establish some sort of an offense, uh, they, they will be tough to beat because that defensive line is tough. They got a really good secondary, their linebacker plays gonna be really well. So, uh, you know, when you got a really good defense, you're gonna be in every game and then it's just a matter of, you know, which way the ball bounces. And we've seen yeah, in the past the ball can bounce in Auburn's favor, you know, yeah, sure. from time to time.
2: And like with Daniel Thomas, their safety. Right. I feel like he's not the most talented, but he, he's got a lot of work ethic yeah. and he and he's a ball hawk. Yeah. And you can't teach that on defense. I mean, you can teach different things, but some a lot of times them players that there are diamonds in the rough that you find and I believe Daniel Thomas I I'm not for sure if he was was he first team all-SEC or was he second team preseason or, I, think, I, I I can't remember I don't from. know if he was or not but I, I feel like he's underrated I mean he, he don't get talked about as much I feel like he's one of the best secondary guys in the in the country. In my opinion. Yeah. but yeah he's
0: a really good player and of course they got, got a lot your, they got a lot of talent on the defensive line
2: you could go from Cole to Derrick Brown. Derrick Brown might be the best NFL prospect to come back to school. Yeah, I'm not sure why he come back. Was,
0: <laughs> I could not believe that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they got Marlon Davidson, too, on the defensive line. They're, 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 they're
2: stacked. Go for, I, I released three. my
0: um,
1: preseason all-SEC teams today. Um, it been posted on my uh, Twitter so uh, if you got, I, I've actually got three of their defensive linemen on that, <laughs> on that all SEC team. Between oh, yeah. between first, second, and third team.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're 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 really talented on defense. So it's yeah, going to keep true. them in some games, and and uh, it's just kind of depending on, like John said,
2: what what they get out of the quarterback position. Absolutely. And there's another thing I'll add while <laughs> I'm on here. Mm-hmm. I feel like. This is Jalen Waddle's breakout season. I mean, we all talk about Jerry Judy, and rightfully so. He's one of the best court, wide receivers in the country. But, I mean, I think a lot of people overlook Waddle at times because he's he's maybe one of the second best on that Alabama team, and a lot of people don't give him enough credit, and I just wanted to give him a little credit because he's maybe one of the best wide receivers in the country. Yeah, I, I, there's the, the four receivers
0: at Alabama. I mean, that's – they're tough. You talking about Smitty and Ruggs and and Judy and and Waddle, Like like John said, them, them guys are tough. And and the guy that's probably going to be the fifth guy in the rotation that'll probably get a lot of snaps is Xavier Williams. He's a really talented kid too. He's a redshirt freshman. Yeah. So that that's kind of another guy to kind of watch out for. And I'm I'm, I'm for Alabama. Interested to see how they replace Irv Smith at tight end because oh, yeah. he, he was a matchup nightmare last year for teams. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what Steve Sarkisian can do uh, uh, with the tight end position.:
1: Oh God Listen, I'm a, uh, I'm a die-hard Falcons fan, and mm. Sark was our offensive coordinator last year, and uh, I, I couldn't stand him. <laughs> so I, I hope that he does better for you guys than he did for us. I mean, we, we, we have the best wide receiver in the NFL and Julio Jones, and he could not
0: get him the ball in the end zone. There's mm-hmm. no excuse for that, oh, uh, just throw it like up to it. him, yeah, <laughs> I mean, come on now, oh mm-hmm. it was, it was frustrating to watch Falcon games, that's for sure, oh my gosh, <laughs> but that, that's a, that's a conversation for another day, yeah mm-hmm. for sure, hey, before we let y'all go won't you won't you tell our listeners how uh how they can follow you on twitter and and you know what other 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 social medias y'all may have or
2: or whatnot. follow me on s e c sports talk c f mhm.
1: Um, yeah, on Twitter you can follow me at that bracket guy. Um, I'm I'm also a bracketologist and I do college basketball as well. Shout out Kentucky Wildcats.
2: A terrible bracketologist. Man, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, follow me on there. Uh, I'm not really worried
0: about my Instagram. That's more more
1: personal.
0: <laughs> <but>. <laughs> hey, guys, we really appreciate y'all getting on, and hey, maybe we can catch up again as the season uh, gets kicked off. And uh, then, obviously, when College Hoops rolls around, we'll be glad to to get y'all back on here and, and talk a little College Hoops. Honestly. Oh,
2: definitely. We'll talk Alabama Hoops because I feel like they're going to have a great season. Hey, we are looking. Hey, we can't wait to see Nate Oates in action.
3: That's, That's right. right.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, we appreciate it. Y'all have a good one. All right, appreciate Thank you, it. Both. Thanks. Thank you. See you. Well, we really appreciate – Michael and John coming on with us uh, to discuss the SEC and, you know, what they think is going to happen this fall. And we appreciate their time and hope we can have them back. But uh, now we're going to move on to uh, some bold predictions by Jake. He's been wanting to do this for a couple weeks now. So uh, we decided to go ahead and do it and put it on this podcast. And uh, so, Jake, fire away, man. All right, man. Uh, I'm
3: going to start out uh, five. I got from biggest to smallest uh or bold prediction wise my bad uh i got really two fives but the first one uh i believe missouri beats either georgia or florida this year going to get your opinion on that
0: wow uh obviously i can definitely see the florida more than i can the georgia but uh i, I that and obviously bowl predictions are supposed to be something that's you know kind of not maybe far fetched is not the right word, but something that's not likely to happen. And right, I, do, I don't see either one happening. But uh, if I had to pick between the two, it would probably be probably be uh, the Florida Florida game, just because I think George is just just too talented uh, for uh, for Missouri to overcome. But they and they, and they also get Florida at home. So that mm-hmm. helps. They play in Athens, and they are back-to-back weeks. So it's it's going to be uh that's that's a tough road for for Missouri.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, if I had to pick one of those games, uh, it, I would probably go with the Florida one. And uh, obviously, that's going to depend on how well they play at Georgia the week before they host Florida. So that's that is something to watch out for. You know, if they if they hang tough with Georgia, you know they play with some confidence uh, the next week against Florida. I can see them pulling off that upset.
3: Yeah. Um, I, I think they can pull one of them. Uh, both of them is going to be pretty tough, but, but like you said, but I believe that they're going to lose to either one of them this year. Um, five, number five, uh, the other one is, um, I think Tennessee is going to surprise some people and they're actually going to win about eight games this year.
0: Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on the Jeremy Pruitt bandwagon. and I hate to do that because he's the coach of Tennessee, but, uh, I think Jeremy Pruitt, Jeremy Pruitt's a really good coach, uh, and you know we talked about it with Michael and John. It's, it's really going to depend on how well that offensive line can play. Correct. They have talent on offense, and you know Jeremy Pruitt's going to coach the defense up. And uh, yeah, I, I, I could see that. Uh, looking at their schedule here, they have uh, one, two, three, four, five. I see six automatic wins, and that includes Mississippi State because I'm not I, I'm not high on Mississippi State this right. season. Yeah, me. Uh, so I see six wins. Uh, they do get to to host Georgia. That's a sneaky game, in my opinion, for Georgia. Uh-huh. I
2: think mm-hmm.
0: Georgia needs to be careful there. Uh, so uh, you know, at at Kentucky and at Missouri, you know, if you split those games and then also split. Uh, Florida, Georgia, you know, you're looking at eight or nine wins. So, uh, I think that's very doable for Tennessee, depending on how well that offensive line plays.
3: Exactly. That, you know, we, we talked about it with the guys. Uh, we all said it's going to be uh, the offensive line is going to be key for them this year. Uh, we know Pruitt is a defensive-minded guy. He's going to have his defense ready to go at each and every game. Uh, but I think, I think they do uh, surprise and get that eight uh, wins. Uh, my number four is I think Gus is going to be fired after the end of the season, after only winning
0: six games this year. Mm. Man, I, I hope Gus can stay there forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, seriously, uh, they, they got a pretty tough schedule. Uh, it's, they obviously open up, you know, the big non-conference game uh, against Oregon. So, uh, obviously that's not something that's very easy, but just going through their schedule, uh, you know, they got Tulane Kent state. Those are wins. Yeah. I think Ole Miss and Sanford are wins obviously. And, you know, then they have, uh, at Arkansas, I mean, at Florida, at Arkansas, at LSU, uh, you know, three consecutive games. Now, there is a bye week in between the uh, Florida and Arkansas game.
2: but mm-hmm. Three
0: straight road games, uh, that's not going to be easy. They play at A&M. Now, they do get to host Georgia and Alabama, and uh, they've shown in the past that they're capable of beating those those two teams in Jordan-Hare. Oh, definitely.
3: Um, you know, quarterback play is going to be big for them. We still don't know who's going to be their quarterback. Um and, but, but we talked about it with the guys as well about their defense is really stacked and it's going to keep them in, uh, in most games this year. Um, number, uh, number three for me, uh, I, my personal opinion, uh, I believe Florida beats Georgia to win the East this year. You know, I, I,
0: I can see that happening, but it, it... I think it all Georgia's is kind of weird to me. They lost so much on defense mm-hmm. and I know they've recruited really well. I mean that's oh, yeah. that's that's obvious. But recruiting and then developing and and then also adding depth is is a totally different thing. I mean it's it's their their defense is going to be obviously Kirby's a great coach and a great defensive coach, so it's going to be interesting to see how he uh how he uh kind of develops that defense and uh, I know they lost some depth at uh, linebacker with Brenton Cox uh, uh, being dismissed from the team earlier this week. And so it's just going to be interesting. You know, they, they, they have a, the first three games of the season are, you know, pretty easy. Uh, but then they host uh, Notre Dame and then they play at Tennessee. So, uh, you know, by beginning of October, we're going to know what kind of team Georgia is, in my opinion.
3: Oh, definitely. And, um, you know, Florida, to begin with, uh, you know, they got – Miami, of course, they start off, and, um, then they got Tennessee Martin, uh, they go on the road to Kentucky, they play, uh, Tennessee the week after that, um, the biggest game for them, besides the one against Georgia, will be, uh, going on the road against LSU, uh, it's all going to depend on how they play there, and, uh, and, you know, that, and, and going to South Carolina the week after that, you know, South Carolina's tough at home. So, um, we'll see how, how they do in that stretch of three games or two games before they get to Georgia.
0: Yeah, Florida's – you know, the SEC is so – especially the, the, the East. The, the SEC East is wide open, in my opinion. I don't think Georgia is just astronomically better than the other teams in the East. I mean, I think they are better and they're more talented. But I think it's getting closer – now on the west, I think it's still pretty obvious that Alabama's the best team there, but I do think the East is is probably more balanced than what the West is. So it's it's not totally, you know, out of the question that Florida could could upset Georgia this year and and uh, uh, win the East. I
3: agree. Uh, number two. Um... Going to Alabama, I believe Trey Sanders rushes for a thousand yards his, his freshman year. I don't think he's gonna win the season,
0: but he will get over a thousand yards rushing. I do believe that's not gonna happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna tell you right now, he's got two guys in front of him. He's not even. I mean he he may get uh, seventy five carries on the season, maybe seventy five to hundred, but he's not gonna he's not gonna get anywhere close to a thousand yards. I mean, if if he was the number two back, maybe mm, that's a big maybe, but he's not. He's he's going to be the number three back uh, behind uh, obviously Najee Harris and Brian Robinson. I think people need to wake up to Brian Robinson. I know it's easy to, to fall in love with the new guy, the freshman five star running back, but uh, Brian Robinson is a football player. Yeah, and I think he's going to take a lot of people by surprise. So uh, uh, I don't I don't see any. Other than injuries, I don't see it possible for Trey Sanders to rush for a 1,000 yards.
3: Yeah, the, the biggest thing, like you said, and, and this was all Alabama on on every position uh, barring linebackers, but every position is two to three deep. So, um, you know, and like you said, uh, Robinson is, is a great talent. So is Najee. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be hard for him to get. To get on the field, kind of like uh, Jacobs was in last year, but uh, I think he'll make most of his time. It's a bold prediction. He, like you said, he may not get a thousand yards, but I think when he does get when he does get to play, he's going to make the best of it. Oh, I, I, I agree with
0: that. <laughs> but the thousand yards—that's that's a little far out there for me.
3: Right. And my number one. This is the biggest, boldest prediction that I think is going to happen on the season. And Alabama fans. Circle this game on your calendar, uh, October the twelfth. We go to Kyle Field, and I'm saying that A and M is going to be undefeated. They are going to beat Clemson this year. Hmm.
0: So your number one bowl prediction is that A and M upsets Clemson. Uh, I I think so. Uh, I mean, I, th- I, I think it. that I think that's more possible than Trey Sanders rushing for a thousand yards, but it's. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think it's very likely. But they obviously played Clemson very close last year at Kyle Field. But you got to remember that was before Trevor Lawrence took over the starting quarterback position. And uh, uh, Clemson was still finding their way because it was early on in the season. So uh, it was a close ball game. But uh, I just – I can't see them pulling the upset. I do think they can hang with them and make it a, a, a close ball game. But I still think Clemson's going to be a little too tough to stop. I'm a, I am interested in seeing what Clemson does on the defensive line. They lost a lot of guys on the defensive line, about all of them, really. Yeah. To the to get but uh, but I, I still think they're they're more talented and, and uh, you know, still ahead of, of Texas A&M right now.
3: Yeah, it's going to be a great game. Uh, you know, like you just mentioned, uh they almost pulled that last year. Uh, there was that bad fumble call, you know, it changed the swing of the game late in the game. Um, but, uh, you know, you got to be thinking they got redemption on their mind. So, we'll see how it goes. But that's my – well, technically six, but bowl predictions on the year. Um, I mean, who, who knows? They they all may come out to be true and they all might not. But that's what a bowl prediction is. You never know what could happen on the season.
0: Because it's college football, man. You can oh, never tell. Yeah. yeah, the only thing that's known is that there's going to be a lot of unknown. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. So we Jake's been wanting to bring y'all the the, the bowl predictions for a couple of weeks now, so uh, we wanted to give that to you. So you know, make sure you uh, interact with us on Twitter. Give us your bowl prediction. Some of you have already done that today uh, on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, make sure you you tweeted us. You can you can tweet at me uh, at Blackwood eighty nine. And I'm at Jake Thomas Tide. Yeah. So make sure you do that. Follow our podcast, Twitter feed at Tide talk underscore pod. Uh, Use the hashtag Tide talk. Uh, We we really love interacting with you guys on Twitter. It's a lot of fun. We love the engagement. Our last podcast boomed. We had the most listeners we probably ever had. Nice. uh, So uh, we appreciate that. We hope to continue to grow. We enjoy bringing you these podcasts. It's a lot of fun. The season's almost here. We can't wait for it, Uh, uh, and we're just looking forward to talking college football with you, and then eventually college basketball, and you know whatever whatever else comes up. We appreciate the support, guys. Uh, We'll talk to y'all next time. Roll Roll time.